As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor. Uh, you. It should be you anyway, uh, because the way that the Sun Ranto show stays on the air is because of you our Patreon subscribers, which, because you're listening to this feed of the Sun Ranto Show, which is not early, it's not ad-free, um, is not you. And I wish it was you. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and for as little as a dollar, you can have ad-free and early access to our Patreon RSS feed, which you can paste and copy in any podcatcher and download the show and listen to it at your leisure without advertising. Uh, you get access to our show notes with a lot of great info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that series. Uh, plus, you get access to the Sunranto Super Ranters page where we sometimes have post-show and uh, post-game discussions. Um, at the $5 level, you get all of my Cubs music and the Bleacher Bum Band's Cubs music and HQ downloads sent right to your RSS feed. For 10 bucks. you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets shown at the end of every show as a Super Ranter. Um, now, if that wasn't great enough, 10% a month of all of our Patreon donations goes straight to the Lost Boys program, where we help kids in Chicago play baseball, which is what this is all about. Uh, final plea, if you would give... Each one of us a dollar, um, you know, like if we were just like out in front of Jewel, you know, like maybe one time throughout the year. Well, that's a three dollar pledge. If you would buy us a beer at Wrigley Field, that's a three dollar pledge. Um, all the money goes right back into the show uh, for the stream yard that we stream live on, uh, for our events, for hosting our website and the podcast, for advertising, uh, tickets and batteries and beer and mics and headphones. All of it. Um, the link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So please, please subscribe. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto, and you'll never hear a message like this again. Please join us, patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. That was a nice rock and roll scream you got in honor of Riot Fest passing this weekend and Metallica playing down at Metro tonight. Man, it's been a rock and roll end of end of summer here. And uh, hi, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, I'm Danny Rocket. And Michael Cotton's here. Hi, Cotton. Old times have not forgotten. And of course, we have. No way. It's Crawley. Creepy Crawley's hiding under rocks and creepy Crawley's living in a tree. 
So I imagine every single person that is listening or watching this right now is doing exactly what I'm doing. Creepy crawly, hiding under rocks. It, it probably gets in people's heads when they're not watching the show. Sometimes they're like, what am I singing? They're like, bum, ba, da, 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 da. But, uh, they're in their cubicle, just creepy crawly. They're like, Damn it. Under rocks. It's so infectious. Um, so uh, welcome to Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm John Madden. No, I, I kid. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm Pat Summerall. <laughs> so I'm. Um, Howard Cosell, and with me is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> stabby, stabby, stabby. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, Monday Night Football is on, but the Bears aren't playing. I realized, that, didn't we do, we tried to do a show against the Bears game, I think, the other day. Or maybe it was that last year, I forget. But it's always a bad idea to go up against football. Football's way more popular than the Cubs are at this point. Oh and um, so, but I want to thank all of our Patreon members for uh, – Sticking with us this whole time. Uh, thank you. If you want to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you could be a part of the production of this show. And I, let me tell you, the value just keeps increasing. Um, all right. Let's start about the Cubs. Uh, oh, thanks for putting that up. Uh, patreon.com slash Sunranto. Yeah. We Cub, need Doge, Cub Doggy 1981. High Cotton and Creepy Crawly live in my head all day. Oh, God. And so is that like a mashup? I I could see you guys being more like the devil angel, you know, like you know the old <laughs> cartoons, and one of you's on one side, and the other one's like yelling at about the DH. Do you know which one is which? <laughs> no, you're the DH one. Um, oh, I've Michael. I've got a delay just to let everybody know that I'm slow today. Yeah, I'm a little slow today too, Crawley. You're feeling slow, and you're very dark. Yeah, it's it's matching my mood after this disappointing road trip. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of things that's disappointing about what's going on right now. I mean, we could get right into the Brewers thing, but it's too depressing. So I think we start talking about something that's uh, less depressing. How about how about some good news? Dylan Maples is gone. <laughs> Dylan, you remember? Is, yes. is that good news? I'm not sure. Is that good news? Do you remember? I I got in the argument. It was um, it was myself. And it, we, we had some type of round table and it was, uh, Sarah Sanchez was there and, uh, and Michael was there. Uh, Michael, um, Sarami. Michael Sarami, Sarami not me. With, yeah. Michael I've never Sarami's been there. to a, I've never done a ran- rancher's round table. You guys well, hate me. You always kick me off whenever we get all the people. It's just like, yeah, kind of fucking go. Well, we're auditioning for your <laughs> replacement. So it's a little awkward to have you there. Oh, so clearly nobody can beat this sort of fucking fun that I'm bringing. But I know, Crawley, I totally remember that uh, because I listened to the show that I wasn't on. Yeah, and you and somebody tried to, like, give you all the numbers and the spin rates and all the shit why he was still on the team, right? Right. And so I, it was two people. It was Michael and Sarah, and they're arguing with me about Dylan Maples. And, and because I had mentioned that the Cubs had cut Dwayne Underwood Jr., who was doing very well you know, for Pittsburgh at the time and, and everyone, and this has been the whole thing about Dylan Maples is that, and it's the same thing I heard with Tyler Chatwood. Yeah. It's tough plays, man. It's off the charts. The spin rate, this, the horizontal break, this, you know, if you read the books about Theo Epstein, the Cubs way by um, Verducci, Tom Verducci, which is one of my favorite books, he used to talk about how Theo used to have a desk and he was a young kid. And when he first started out and on the left of him was like an old crotchety, uh, scout and on the right of him was the, the, the numbers guy and he'd be in the middle listening to both. Okay. And so my whole argument back then is I know what the numbers are. 
I know what the spin rate is. I know what the, what, what the horizontal break is. I know this. I know the slider, what it rates, blah, blah, blah. What I'm telling you guys is every time he comes in, he can't control it. So you could have the world's greatest spin rate if you don't know where the ball is going when it leaves your hand. That's a problem. So if you're going to sit there and give up two hits, hit two guys, have a wild pitch, give up three runs and strike out three guys, you got three strikeouts. Congratulations. But the rest of the inning was a fucking mess. Yeah. And I'll put up his numbers really quick because I, I did cut him out of the paper here. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love to think of you with, with like the trib and you're just like chopping away. <laughs> I know I cut him out of my little orange uh, baseball Bible, the who's who in baseball. Remember oh, that yeah. book? Yeah. Um, well, it, you know, it, the numbers are crazy. Just like you say, you know, you got 31 innings, 31.1 innings pitched in which he struck out 40 batters. Now you're looking at that and you're like, yeah. Then you see that he's walked 25 and he's got, eight hit by pitches as well and um five wild pitches which i mean are, they must have been called some of those shits past balls because i i seem to remember more than that but even with all that shit the era plus 163 <laughs> like he's he's good in a way but it's not playable which is the oddest thing in the, he's got a 259 era you know what i mean like but it, but it's not odd. It, th- this is the era that we're in. We are in the era of the battle between what is, what is viewable and what is statistically real, right? Like, so the numbers, a player right now can make their living off of numbers, but when they're actually on the field, those numbers aren't translating quite as well as you would think they would, right? Like you, it's crazy. He when he pitches, it's crazy, and you can't have crazy out on the mound. Like, you, I mean, because when he's when he's wild, he's really wild, and it didn't play last year. If you look at it, I mean, he had an eighteen ERA. Now that's just in two games, but it, in one inning pitch. But like he could, he only got three outs the entire year. Okay. Um, but he had a, uh, an 18 ERA. The time he came up in 2019, they tried it out for 11 in- innings. He had a 540 ERA. I mean, like he's going to end his Cubs career. If it is indeed over, uh, with a 510 ERA, he'll have 79 strikeouts and 54.2 innings, but he'll also have 50 walks. And I mean, I don't believe the 14, uh, 14 hit by pitches like it's insane but yet we're supposed to believe he's 63 percent better than the average pitcher yeah so what you're going to see is they dfa'd him someone's going to pick him up because the numbers just are too enticing someone's going to say we can make that play and then we'll see if it does you know yeah. uh we'll see if it is but all i can tell people is it didn't play here just because if he goes somewhere and he's has the greatest success or blah, 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 doesn't necessarily mean that was going to happen if he stayed here. Yeah, all I can exactly. tell you is from every game, I, I mean, most games I've ever seen him, you would sit there and all of a sudden you would see a pitch and it would look like a wiffle ball, that slider. Just, <laughs> you go, holy shit, that's amazing. If I was whoever the opposite hitting coach, I would say nobody take the bat off their shoulder. Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at 8 p.m.? On Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be 
listening and participating with the Sun Ranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me. (laughs) And uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast. So you can participate in any discussion we are having on there. We're going Thursdays at 8 p.m. And it's a place where the Sun Ranto Show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball, around the Cubs, around Chicago, around how we're feeling. And you can join in the conversation. It's awesome. And it's free on the iOS App Store. So download the Spotify Green Room app for free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the baseball group. Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us, Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. That's what happened to Arietta, like 2017, maybe 2018. But like, that's what happened to Arietta when uh, he was just sliding that ball out of the zone and it was devastating when it was devastating. But once people figured out that all they had to do is just keep themselves from swinging, it would end up being a ball. Then he had to adjust and he could not ever really get that back. Yeah. The other Uh, thing is he used to have that fastball to go with it too. And he lost some miles per hour. And then, then that was it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, once you don't have that differentiation plan for you, it's, it's tough because you got nothing to fool him with. So well, uh, I always felt like he should have thrown his slider or not a slider, his, uh, his changeup way right. more than he ever did. It yeah, was well, I don't so think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be throwing any pitches real soon. Like, I don't know who's going to keep taking chances on him. Somebody will. There's he's going to get a big deal in San Diego, Dude, man. <laughs> look what happened to Tyler Chatwood, man. I mean, like you saw what a shit show that was here. He got a contract in Toronto and then they yeah. caught him. And then he went to San Francisco. I mean, there's people that when when you have the stuff that they do and it looks good, you just cannot help to think that I can fix it. I can do it. Yeah. Oh, Danny, you need a you need to make a new drop that is the pitch lab, but right at the end of it, you do uh, like when Pac Man dies. Welcome to Pitch Lab. Bienvenidos a Pitch Lab. That's welcome to Pitch Lab in Spanish. Um, so uh, <laughs> the, the other corresponding roster move there uh, is they bring up uh, Keegan Thompson and Nico Horner's back from the injury. You know what? Nico's only played in 40 games this year. That's like t- kind of disappointing. He's been injured twice. Wait, and... I think you got the name wrong on that. It's not Keegan. Yeah, Keegan Thompson came up. Keegan no. and Jace are Jace. on this team right now. No, yeah, Keegan... He- Keegan Trace came Thompson up and came up. Keegan was the opener uh, yesterday. He yeah. pitched two innings at the beginning of the game. Didn't they bring him back right before the game? Yeah. Then he right before the Jace? game. When did did I miss Jace? Then Trace. 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 Oh, sorry. Trace, <laughs> not Jace. It's a fucking ridiculous name. 
T R A Y C E. Fuck you. So yeah, I don't. I don't. What was that move? I don't even know because I, all I know is Thompson was hurt. He hadn't pitched since like the ninth or something like that, and then he came back. Well, yeah. So Leonard I don't think he, back. these. I don't. Why do you have to send anybody up or down? I don't know. I mean, don't they get uh, because you can only have twenty eight or twenty nine players. You can't do. It's not the the full forty person roster. It's not the old school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so the, yeah, Trace Thompson comes up, hits a home run. So that was the first one since 2018. Um, so that's exciting. But Horner came back. He played Sunday. He's, I guess he's okay. He's over four in the game, but you know, it's nice one, to see him one back. game, one yeah. game, and uh, and uh, Thompson pitched and wasn't really good. He was in a lot of trouble uh, in his first game back from being hurt. Uh, a lot know, of trouble, but worked out of it, right? So. I mean, the, yeah. He didn't give up anything in those two two innings, but it was clear he couldn't go out for the third. Well, I mean, look, they, in this game, and this is what they're, I guess they're going to do, because this is all just a big extended or a pre-spring training, I'll call it. It's pre-spring spring training now. So they send Thompson out there for two, Samson out there for four, and they're just going to piggyback these guys and see what plays. And, like, to my eyes, Justin Steele's another one that we saw on Saturday. Like, maybe he's got a little bit more experience because he was pitching out of the pen. But they all – I'm waiting for one of them to establish themselves, and I think it's going to just take a while. I think they're counting on these dudes to do something, but I don't know if, like, in a more high-leverage season, this is going to play. You know, no, like none no, of them no, throw no. hard. No. They're all kind of finesse guys, or they're supposed to be. Um, all kind of middle of the road, low f- or high floor type pitchers. Well, so. and that's what sucks about the Maples thing is because he had the high upside. He has the stuff. He's got the 98 miles per hour. He's got, he's one of the guys that you, we were hoping, we were hoping that he was going to be the new guy, come in and be great. And yet that guy can't get out of his own way in any sort of leverage. Yeah. Um, so uh, last bit of thing I want to talk about before we get into these games is, um, I mean, Wilson Contreras is like now like the captain of the team in a way, you know, he's maybe Hayward, you can make it, uh, but Jay Hayes uh, not on the field. He's not on the field. Uh, Contreras, since he came back from injury, has been out there and you know he's only got the one year on the contract so now we're in that same talk that we were with all those dudes that got traded the the KBs and the Rizzos we're in that same talk now but about Wilson playing for a contract I don't know that he's responding I don't know if it's if he's in his own head if he's been hurt or what's going on he's not bad it's been worse I mean I'll put up his career numbers first okay this has definitely been somewhat of a down year for him. And I'm just looking at it offensively here. OPS plus at 101. So he's just like right there as like an average dude. But the OPS is at 749. That's his lowest since uh, 2018. Um, and uh, all the other years, well, last year it was 763. Um, th- this year he did manage the 20 bombs, which is right around par with his best year. So yeah, he could he could possibly get a few more, which but that yeah, he's a he's an eighteen to twenty eight guy. Yeah, what's down is the batting average, the base hits. You know the the 
you know, that's what's down for him this year. And so it's just like the getting on base thing. And I think we want him to be more of the bopper. But here's since he got hurt, I'm going to put up his splits for months here. Um, he had uh, he was hurt in August, but it was absolutely terrible. Uh, 148 batting average, 456 OPS, no home runs. That's only in 30 plate appearances. Um, but, you know, the batting average has been down pretty much all year. And, um, you know, the one interesting thing about it, too, is that Wilson's home and away splits are very strange. He's so much better on the road. Oh, he and, is. Yeah, uh, that's so that's 55 points better I mean, he, on the road. Yeah, if he's got he's and it's more base hits on the road, not more homers. So that's interesting. Like, but his uh, his OPS is good. 40 points higher. And um, he's just a better than average uh, ball player on the road and not at home, which is kind of a strange thing because that's usually opposite all that stuff. So, I mean, so, but giving you those guys, those numbers and thinking about Wilson playing for it next year and wondering the, about the future of this team, do you think he's the catcher that they want the pitchers we were just talking about receiving the baseballs from? You know what I mean? Is that the guy? You got Amaya kind of waiting in the wings, but he's been hurt. Do they go out and get somebody else? Like, you know, where do you sit with – are they just going to let this play out? Like, do they trade I think him early? Like, what What do you think? I think it's really tough to be the catcher for the Cubs right now. They don't have any pitchers. Their best pitcher throws 88. You know, like, it's – you're trying to call a game. You're – you know, he's – trying to hit well because that's what he does. He's fast. He, he's hustle, he hustles. He's strong. He's one of the, been one of the great hitting catchers up to this point, but he's also trying to run this, you know, start these starting rotation and everybody else who he's always been with and been able to lean on is gone. Like this is a very tough year for him. I see him still as the guy you got to build with, but you can't, he can't do it alone. You'd need better pitching. You need something for him to fucking work with. It's because he's the kind of guy that's going to take that on himself more. Right? The concern I've always had with Wilson is not the physical tools that he brings to the game. It's the mental tools. Okay. That's always what I said. I had no doubt that when Wilson puts his mind to something, if you hear the story of Wilson Contreras and basically like would play every position and that he, when he was in Venezuela, he would literally like try any way he could, even though if the scout saw him on Monday, he would go to where the scout would be on Tuesday. Like the guy just has an insane desire to compete. My he concern more people to get there. Right. My concern with him has always been the mental aspect of his game, his ability to, again, you are going to fail. Okay. And when Wilson Contreras came up, anyone remember what year it was? Well, I can, I think it was 2015, wasn't it? 2016, Wilson 16. Contreras comes up and he hits a home run. Oh, 16, his yeah. First at bat. First at bat and, yeah. And so you, you have this guy that has seen nothing but great players on his team. Um, has done nothing but win and be in the postseason pretty much every, or at least let me put it this way, in the postseason rapes every year of his career going into September. Okay. And so now all of a sudden, as Michael said, the guys that used to be able to kind of, you know, it, it's different when you're the man, when you're the guy. 
and everybody's coming up for you the quotes and you're the one you're the leader and you have to take care of the pitching staff and you have to do this and to, it's not an easy task and now it's it's on him he wanted it to be his team well right now it's his team I mean that, that you know careful what you wish for so I I I hope they can build around him, but I just worry sometimes. Like it's like like, like okay, now he's gonna is he gonna put too much on himself? I need to get the big hit here. I need to hit the home run instead of poking it the other way to get the runs, in because he doesn't trust the guys around him. If I sit there and what's Wilson's strength defensively? It's always been his arm. But you knew how many times Rizzo saved him, how many times Baez saved him. He had a lot of errors just in general. Yeah, but between those two guys, they made a lot of plays for him and made him look even better. Well, and you can't, it, it's very hard to throw guys out when you're getting the ball at 88 because it takes a long time for that ball to get there. And then he's got to get it out to second in time to get anybody. That's, that's hard to do. It's yeah. just, well, you, and his cut stealing no numbers, chance. the Cubs cut stealing numbers are terrible. Not that a lot of people steal or that's a part of a lot of teams games, but they, it's in, they're stealing it all on the pitchers. Like it's like, they, they don't care. It's like walk who you want. We we want lots of walks. We want strikeouts on on balls outside the zone and weak contact. That's all the that's like what they preach, and it's obvious because that's all we've had. And I'm looking at it here, like the free agents. I mean, they're I, I think they're going to stick with Wilson, no doubt about it. Just because if you look at the catching free agents for 2022, there's not a single one of them that is under the age of 30. So I mean. You got to stick with Wilson. You, at that you point. have to. I mean, well, at the I, very least, they've got to give him the qualifying offer, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're going to give him this going into next year. I mean, they have him for one more year. They have no. They're they're under oh, no. Oh, right, right, right. right. They, they've got him for one more year. What I'm wondering is if they trust, and I think there's a lot of question marks around Amaya um, as the next guy up that they uh, kind of find themselves in between a rock and hard place because if they plan on another year of like you know, getting these Jock Petersons of the world and then, like, trading them off for, like, whoever you can get and restocking the system because the dudes that we traded for are all in single A, so they're a couple years out. Like, where do they see this next core coming from? Because if it's, like, Wiz and Schwindel, like, you got to do – I mean, that's – you got to do quite a bit of building around that, you know? Like, it's been uh, fun. Got to love yeah. the Wiz and Schwindy, though. Schw- I, Schwizdell. I'm, I'm into is it. it. Is it, is it Schwizdell? Do you guys yeah. find it a little bit weird that, like, you no, know, like, there are certain elements of Cubs Twitter that get so mad if you question Schwindel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed. I do. Um, uh, oh, well, it's, it's I almost, mean – It's a Schwindemic. <laughs> there's the new complicated t-shirt a schwindemic uh, all the players the cubs have gotten for the last three years have been a schwindemic of shitty players yeah yeah um but uh yeah no i have noticed i mean he's beloved and for good reason the dude's totally raking nobody ever heard of him like i'm i'm entertained by the whole thing i and i mean we were at the game like we were all up on our feet on Saturday, screaming Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank, Frank yep. the Tank. Like, you know, it's fun to do that shit. So I'm totally into it, you know, like having the fun with it. But if this is what they think, I mean, and he might be a fine piece to a team, you know, like if you're going to platoon a first, like we could talk about that in the future. If, if they, yeah. I mean, but he's definitely played himself onto this freaking team next year. Yeah. Like, I, he's done nothing to, and so did Patrick Wisdom. They played themselves onto the starting nine opening day of 2022. <laughs> Carl, you look so disappointed. And when it, right. But 
Carly, you have to understand, like, when it comes to uh, these two guys, they are beloved because this is the throwback, right? This is the throwback to the 8 million years that we spent with shitty teams, and we would just have a couple of guys who overperformed, and they became darlings, right? Darling, I mean... Ryan Terrio. There are still fucking Ryan Terrio jerseys in Wrigley Field during games because Cubs fans just fell in love with the short kid that fucking outdid what he should have done. He had a, a you know, and, and I mean, remember uh, Campana? Remember the fucking love affair we had with Campana? I mean, Reed that, that's just, uh, Yeah, Reed. I love Reed Johnson. I saw Reed Johnson. He started a game perfectly shaved. He ended the game with a fucking goatee. I couldn't believe it. It was he was amazing. I, I get a hundred percent what you're saying, and I think the best the best example of this was Gary Gaetti. Yeah. If you remember there Gary Gaetti in ninety eight, Cubs pick him up, what was it, mid season? And they they, they uh, get in the wild card and all that shit and they get killed by uh, Atlanta. And then all of a sudden they give him a big contract. And the guy was like 41 years old, and you're like, what in the hell? Uh, it's like, why would you do that? It, it was like you you had a great run on a small sample size. You caught lightning in a bottle. I guess my concern is, is do, does he make the team? Sure, I don't care. What I am concerned about, I guess, my fear of this is – is that, hey, we don't have to worry about third base. We got wisdom, and hey, we got we got the Schwindel first. No problem there. Let's do other things. And it's like I, I hope that they are, like like I said, if they're stopgap, fine. Yeah. No problem. There are more role players on the team. You know, you wisdom plays a little left, plays a little right, plays the third base. You know, it's it, you know you can plug him in here and there. It's, it's, you know. My problem, though, is, is realistically speaking, that is really – hard to do and I know guys like Ben Zobris or Chris Bryant made it look easier than it is but to sit there and not get every day at bats and be able to come in and hit is a tough thing to play those multiple positions and then still keep your batting average up that's a tough thing I don't know if they can do that and like I said as long as they're not the the solution to the Cubs problems I'm fine with it but if you're telling me that that they that we're going to be comfortable thinking that those guys are going to do the same thing next year, that Frank Schwindel is the second yeah. coming of Ted Williams and everybody else missed it, then I'm concerned. That's my concern. Yeah. The, yeah, the, I, can I I've give you Gary about... Gaetti's numbers real quick, though? <laughs> it's really funny. So, 1998? 1998. He comes up with 37 games for the Cubs. Uh, they pick him up in the middle of the air. He was on the Cardinals. Now, on the Cardinals, he wasn't doing shit. He had a 793 OPS. Uh, he had 11 home runs and 345 plate appearances. Um, and then he comes to the Cubs with 147. He hits eight. So, uh, that's like almost like, I don't know, triple the pace. And then, um, he, he bats 320 with a 991 OPS. He like fully goes up 200 points in OPS. Um, and then the next year, <laughs> now this is where it gets funny. He bats 204 <laughs> with a 260 OBP. He hit, but he does hit nine home runs, bringing his OPS up to five ninety nine. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> and, he, and he only had 308 plate appearances, probably got hurt. And he was 40. You're right. He was 40 yeah, years so old. I know. I remember, I remember, like, when it happened, I'm like, okay, that's not a, you know, whatever. See, you know, like, you make those moves midseason. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. To be fair, these guys are 30. But because they're 30, we can have them till they're 40, Crawley. Can't uh-huh. we get 10 years out of these guys? <laughs> right. you know, like I said, I guess I've gotten past the point of look at the goofy faces Shundell makes. This is so fun. Like, I'm done with that. Like, I got spoiled when we were getting free agents that actually mattered and that we ha- we were feeling competitive teams, and I could go into a season not hoping and praying that my house of cards didn't fall down. But he's right. leading the league in hitting yeah. since since he came. I mean, it's but, incredible. So did Guy. What, what I've said, what I've said a number of times, right? What I've said a number of times on the the Schwizdell ver you know, thing coming back. If you're gonna bring those two back and they're gonna be your starters at the corners, then I do not want uh I don't want Madrigal in the middle and Horner can only be at second. Like you can't have a yeah. Horner shortstop Madrigal second. If those two are going to be at your corners, you have to build one or the other, right? Yeah. Robert Sanchez writes it in. If wisdom is playing third, then Correa better be at short and big Nick better be in right. You know, so yes. you gotta- and you can move uh Horner over to second and Madrigal can, whatever Madrigal does. Yeah. So, uh, well, we could talk more about this in terms of these games, I guess, if you want, um, Cubs lose two or three Cubs lose two or three. The thing about, you know, besides that starting pitching and like, I got to grab beer real quick. Uh, 20 seconds. And a a certain sort of uh, magic. Okay. We'll wait for you. Not, (laughs) um, except for like the Brewers seem to have that, like that kind of magic to them this year where like, they picked up a bunch of dudes, um, you know, that, that they all plugged in correctly. You know, they got Lorenzo Kane playing, it, not injured. So he's looking good out there. He's like, that improves the defense significantly. Got Jackie Bradley Jr. running a bunch of balls down in center. Colton Wong at second made them so much better. And they barely even, I mean, they paid for it, but like, it's not that much money. They have a really great starting pitching. And a freaking lights out bullpen for the most part, but it's like I'm saying none of these guys were unattainable. You know that they picked up, and it's really frustrating that we can't do it because the Brewers. Nobody looked at them and were like, "Oh, I'm picking the Brewers." Maybe a few people, but that's the frustrating thing about 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. The Brewers have been in the entire time, and at that point, Yelich was no longer not not Yelich, but. Uh, uh, Braun was no longer juiced up, you know what I mean? I mean, they got Yelich, who had a couple good years, and then he hurt his knee. But it's like they haven't – they've been doing it this weird way with these weird collection of, of – uh, I mean, the pitching has been what's really kind of helped them. But even then, they've cycled through a lot of pitching. Corbin Burns like was a, like a rookie last year. Freddie Peralta wasn't that good last year. Uh, you know, so it's like they, they keep, you know, somehow or another piecing this thing together, and the Cubs were spending $200 million – and fighting the Brewers every year, 17, 18, uh, you know, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. They're fighting the whole time. Yeah, and it's really – it's incredibly frustrating because, you know, when you when you see it, you're like, okay, Manny Pena, I guess he's good. and then you, But then he's, like, socking two home runs off you and, like, you know, winning games. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, 
And I know we don't have really the pitching to shut that shit down at the end of ball games right now. But, you know, we've, you know, the, I'm thinking back to that other Brewers series where they were in the middle of that horrible losing streak. And Jake Arrieta, when he was still a Cub, goes out there spotted to a seven run lead. <laughs> and they end up losing like 17 to eight or some shit like that. Like, it was And you just, thought they'll never do that again. And then they did it again. And so like, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. It's like, what, it, what is going on at the, it just like, it's like this broken jalopy. That's just like, you know, trying to cross the finish line at, you know, it's, it's, it's an ugly situation, but these, they played competitively in these games. I just wish we were more like the brewers. It was, it was frustrating to see the brewers fans so happy and confident <laughs> And there were still Cup fans that showed up. We we rolled in there with, you know, 75 people the other night. And, um, you know, it was – we showed up. There were, we were – a lot of Cup fans were at these games, especially Saturday night. So we're still showing up, paying their bills, and uh, still lose two or three. But, hey, let's read some poetry. Michael, you got a poem? All right, yeah. I got a Cubs poem number 148. Milwaukee 8, Chicago 5. Schwindel to the house, Finnish Hauser getting housed. Brewers got crazy on Davies. Cubs defense was lazy. Back clawed the crew. Bullpen should be booed. Keep flying that L on the season from hell. That's a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's fucking the third straight loss. And uh, yeah, I mean, this season's dark. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and they were winning. They were fucking winning. They yeah. had that game in the palm of their hand, and well, they, they just let it go over and over and well, they over can't, again. Davies can't shut shit down. He can't get out. I mean, what it goes 4.1 in this one. But even and, then, even like when he was out and did they bring Hoyer in to lock that down a little bit? They yeah. they got into extra, into these innings without Davies still with the lead. Right. Yeah. But they but the couldn't point, stop them. Right. But the point is, is that when when I was growing up, and we talked about the Bulls before, you know what I mean? When Jordan used to play in the Bulls team, it didn't matter what the hell the score was. You knew somehow, some way the Bulls were going to win at the end. There's no team right now in MLB that's a playoff team that sits there and goes, uh-oh, the Cubs are in front. Nobody's sweating it. They're, they're, oh, they, they, so when, you, when you're looking at that, Milwaukee, in my opinion – Never in for one second thought they were going to lose a single one of those games until they lost the third game on the final out. They believed that they were going to come back against this team. And when you got a guy like Zach Davies, who is just no good, and he only gives you four innings, now you got that bullpen. And we talked about this before with a bunch of young guys, a bunch of random guys, some old guys, and you you're, you have to make it, what, five, six innings? Yeah, no, All too those much. guys are on? Yeah, I, yeah, Crawley, I thought you were going to say when Jordan was there, you always knew they were going to pull out a win. And in 2021 with the Cubs, you always knew they were going to pull out a loss. Uh, it, it's <laughs> just like I remember like, oh, you know, you'd be at halftime and the Bulls would play like shit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, no big deal. Jordan will just come back and score 40 and they'll win. It's like you just always knew it. But like I, I feel like right now any team that's any good does not fear losing to the Cubs at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're right. By the time that you knock the starter out, I mean Davies on this third time through, he was he was looking okay, you know, for Zach Davies up until that point. In fact, people were like, "Oh, it's his revenge game," and then it, it all came back and bit him. And you no, know, people were really saying that on Twitter. And then it, it all came back and bit him his ass, and he couldn't he couldn't shut it down after that. And that's what because they scored the three runs, 
you know, or four runs, and then Brewers come right back and score three, and now they're back in the game. It's just like, you know, and like you said, like they're just re- – they know that they're going to get their chance to pounce, and when they – it's their time, they're going to do it. Um, you know, um, for uh, other things that happened in this game, I, I liked the cotton ball that they were playing. A lot of singles. They were scoring all those runs. It's Keeping so the line fun. Moving. It is fun, and like lots of singles, just keep that line moving. I don't think you could totally depend on that. You still need your big boppers to like, you know, no, set the table, bring them in, set the table, bring them in. But it's you fun need when the, it's eight, eight singles in a row. Right. You need the cotton ball to set up the big bomb because normally the big bomb doesn't do it on its own. You you For can't sure. solo home run yourself to a victory unless you're the Brewers in game two, but we won't talk about that. Is there any guy <laughs> that best represents the Brewers of the last five years than Dan Vogelbach? <laughs> Dude, like, he looks like he invented beer. Like that's like, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, it's just like this is what they do. Somehow they find Dan Vogelbach, they pick him up off the scrap heap, and then all of a sudden they dust him off, and he becomes a very serviceable player that does a good job for them, and then he'll go somewhere else and he'll suck again. He was probably going to be a serviceable player for any team that could really just put him to work in the right way. But he was blocked by Rizzo. He was never going to take that spot. Right, but he was in Seattle and didn't do shit there either. Well, I mean, Seattle. Seattle DFA'd him. Right, but I mean, I'm just saying maybe Seattle isn't known for, you know. What what I'm saying is is that. They're not known for anything but like rain and coffee. Nobody was sitting there jumping on the Vogelbach train is all I'm saying. It wasn't like teams were lining up trying to ring him, you know, call him and get, we got to get this guy in. I'm just telling you, nobody, this was not like, we, like, it was funny. Like, I remember a lot of people laughing, being like, maybe, maybe we'll get him back to the, in the minors. Like, maybe like, you know, like just like, just pick him up and give it a, give it a flyer. It just That's an annoying before. part of Cubs fandom to me right now is just any fucking person that the Cubs get rid of. You, the, there's a certain part of the fandom is like, well, maybe we'll get him back. Maybe they'll come back. Yeah, I'm sure they love the team. Just like we love the team. They'll come back for free. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Hometown discount. Well, guess what? They they don't live here anymore. Um, yeah, Frank the Tank though hit his fourteenth in this one, and um, so that's always fun to see. And then, did he make um, a goofy face? Made, yeah, of course he did. Because as long it. as that happens, wins and losses don't they don't matter. You're the grumpiest <laughs> fucking dude. Like, how can you not love the Frank the Tank face after a whole run? Like, granted, I don't want to see him here for. You know, I don't want him to be the the answer for the next twenty years, just like you. But fucking dudes hitting dongs and just making funny faces, like that's fun. If, if I'm, we- I am I am absolutely one hundred percent concerned that that management is going to think that they can sell this to us next year. Oh, that's they my already. Oh, they already are. Oh, it's, 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 that's yeah. too late. <laughs> They've already put Frank the Tank in the uh, Feel the Dreams game promo video. Like he's, I mean, already, that- he's making dumb faces coming out of the core, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the next time we see it, there will be a Schwindel jersey in that uh, that corn poster. That, that they corn made. graphic. They're going to replace Hayward. It's going to be Schwindy. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it was, he'll be eating some corn. But that I am literally just sitting here, just saying to myself, like, like I, 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 I just they better fucking come out with something, man. They better have some sort of team, some sort of plan. Like, you know, I, I do not want to sit here and I feel like when, when Jen Theo came and even, even the Ricketts to this matter, when they first all kind of came and 
that's 2010, 11, 12, when it all kind of gelled together, you know, first the Ricketts and then later on Theo and Jed, I felt like that there was a level of honesty that existed. Here's our plan. We're going to tell you straight up what we're going to do and, and stick with us and, and, and just see this through, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden around 2018, that's when all of a sudden I'm like, okay, now all of a sudden I feel like there's a lot of weird things that are going on. I don't believe what you're saying. I don't believe that you're being 100% honest with me anymore. They and disappeared. So, they right, don't that talk dis- to us at all now. So it, it, not only that, but it was like, okay, you know, it was like, I think something happened. We talked about this after that whole year of uh, Chetwood and Morrow and, and Darvish. And then things started to change. But then Theo and Jed still had to kind of sell it. And it just kind of like kind of threw things off. And so like at the beginning of the year, I have the soundbite, Tom Ricketts. Nobody's tearing anything down. Really? Crawley, Crawley, it's easy to be honest when things are going good, right? These it's were, really were, easy to be honest. Like, we're kicking ass. These were these were when things were bad. This, yeah, is, this is like 2010 when he's yeah, like, 2010, 2011, 2012. You're losing 100 games a season. Oh, like, but, but back then that wasn't their fault. That was the shit no, it that was. they inherited. It was. They told us they were going to do it. They said, we're going to lose on purpose. We're going to get these low draft picks. But, other teams had done they, tanking. They other- inherited the bullshit. Like, they inherited all well, the shit. And they're like, we're not going to sign one guy and keep running out one guy just to get you in the ballpark anymore. We will be bad for a while. But they didn't have to own it. Right now, if they say... We're going to be bad for two years. That's them owning their own fucking product. That's that's not a Tribune so bullshit, failure. right? That's that's their failure of not well, keeping it going. Here's Tom Ricketts. Um, but, um, but I don't think anybody's tearing anything down. The um... <laughs> So that's a lie. So that was a lie. Because they did. And and I'm wondering how much more they will. Like, is it going to be now you start to piece it together and you have some surprise kind of like 2015 thing where like these like, you know, you start the year with your Brian Schlitter, but you end up with the Hector Rondon, you know, like and that's how that played. You know, you didn't go very far, but these guys got but you obviously have to build from where we are. And here's a, a question, because we saw Rowan Wick, who was hurt before he came back. He in. The, not just this first game that we were just talking about, but also in the last game, he ends up throwing a shit ton of pitches, totally losing it, you know, and, and kind of lost. He, not kind of. Uh, did he take the L in that first game? Does he get the L in that one? Yes, he does. Blown save in the L, point two innings, three hits, four runs, uh, two walks, struck out two. But, I mean, I mean, what what do you think of that? Because like they're trying him out as a closer, and they're thinking that plays there. I mean, Hoyer, they're using in high leverage situations, but not technical closing situations. I don't, you know, is this a big audition or? I mean, you don't. You used to have a closer. You had Craig Kimbrell, and you had Chafin. Like you had these two guys. And Tapera, now there's your seven, eight, nine. That was the three-headed monster. They're all gone. So now the the guys who we're trying out now, your Wicks and your your Hoyers, um, and I don't know if I include anybody else in there. Alzali, maybe, because they, they seem to like him out of the hey, bullpen. So yeah, but he's, he's a long guy right now. You got Keegan Thompson. You got Justin Steele. You got Edward Alzali. So on those three guys, you hope that one of those ends up a starter. 
that's out of those three. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I hope it's Steele because he's a lefty, you know, just like a little bit more value on that. And I don't know. I just like how it plays. I feel I like his composure on the mound. But what I'm wondering about is the bullpen. Wick is obviously – they have a lot of these dudes who spin it up there, you know, and Wick is one of the first ones that we saw coming out a little bit too late to give that, you know, the Cubs, the old Cubs, something coming out of the minors that could play. But he got hurt, didn't work out. But, like, we saw it not work out here. Um, I mean, 30 pitches. Like, I was kind of, like, looking in the dugout at David Ross and being like, yo, what the fuck? Go get him. Like, what are you doing? You know, he obviously doesn't have it. Starts overthrowing pitches, pitching high, wild pitches, you know, runs coming in to score that way. I mean, I don't know. I'm just – I'm wondering where you guys are on Rowan Wick because we saw it twice. Uh, one of the games they won – the other one they lost, and it was his fault. Where are you on that guy? I mean, he's just a dude. He's literally just a dude in the bullpen right now. And the the frustrating part about bullpens is even when you think you have something great, unless it's a unless it's a very high quality person, like you know, like a, a guy like Kimbrel who's been around for years, you you can actually look at him and go, maybe he'll get better. You know. Uh, Outside of that, bullpen guys, you just, they are who they are. And Wick is sometimes good. And sometimes he sucks. He's a guy that uh, had, what was that? He had a really bizarre injury. And so he's coming back, you know what I mean? And and so he's going to have his good days, his bad days. He's somebody, he's, he's a fine piece. Didn't That's about COVID? what he, huh? Didn't he have COVID? No, he had like a thoracic, something, something. It was really, it wasn't like a typical injury. Okay. Was, uh, let me see. But but he's a guy that pitched really well when he wasn't injured. Remember you had the Wick Week brothers that we used to always joke about? Yeah, yeah, Brad Week. And then all of a sudden he, he got injured and all these guys that we were grabbing from uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, there, there it was. He had – so he says, Rowan Wick, happy to be back after strange injury. So he had uh, – what, did, was he put on his pants and he hurt his back? No, it was an <laughs> intercoastal muscle in the rib, cha- rib cage. Uh, one of those, huh? Wait, what the fuck? Since when do we start calling a lat strain intercoastal muscle strain? Since people it's, it's like an, it was like an oblique injury type thing. Yeah, it sounds like oblique, yeah. So, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, you never know how these guys are working. I'm just saying that the Cubs seem to be high on him because they're putting him in those situations. Maybe it's just because of a lack of anybody else to put in that situation. And that's the tough part about right now. You honestly cannot tell who they have a lot of confidence in and who just has to go take innings. Yeah. It's tough to see because, uh, I mean, they're not trying to win games. I mean, they're trying to win. They don't like losing the players. The the players are trying. The players are definitely pulling a above their weight right now, just staying in some of these games. Nobody's- a, lot of the, a lot of these guys, again, they're tr- they're trying, and, and some of them are not ready for prime time yet. They need a little bit more cooking in the oven, so to speak. Manny Rod- Rodriguez, he's going – I think he's – I still believe he's going to be good. Uh, Meagle, I think, is going to be good. There's a lot of guys that are good. They're just not ready yet. Did you just say Meagle? Like the dude from fucking Lord of the Rings? Yes, Smeagle. Smeagle. <laughs> Smeagle. 
uh, I mean, and Manrod, I think that might have been the other roster move because he's hurt and he yeah. he went down. So I think that was how we ended up, you know, with the, that was the switcheroo maybe. That was the chase. It, either tra- – whatever. We got three. We lost three. It, it all happened. But, um, yeah, so then game two, uh, and uh, I, I do want to get to the poll, but but I do want to uh, give a shout-out to everybody that came to the uh, – the uh, barbecue and the tailgate. We, we had a really great time. I just want to like share a couple pictures for everybody. First of all, we took the best bus up there. Look at this thing. This is uh, this guy, Nick. He's friends with our drummer, Southside Mikey. And he's got this, uh, and I'll describe it for the podcast listeners. It's it's kind of a five-window uh, school bus. You know, it's a short the, bus. Short bus. It's a short bus. And uh, you know, and inside it's totally decked out with like, I don't know what you call that. Like he, he called it pontoon boat seating. Yeah. So we all oh, just yeah. got to face each other and you had a couple coolers and we were drinking on the highway and going up there and he kept honking the horn and uh, at the back of the bus is wrapped and there's actually Ditka flicking off whoever's behind us. <laughs> it's freaking yeah. great. So uh, this is the whole band going up there. We got Pincus and Alan and uh, a couple of the guys' wives. And we have my tie guy back in there in the corner. And Rachel, who got hit in the head with that uh, baseball. I didn't even recognize Rachel until, like, right before she got back on a bus. Uh, you know, I, I was like, it, I, I'm i sorry. I don't know your name. And she's like, and my tie guy was like, that was Rachel. She got hit in the face with the ball. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Hard to recognize her without a black eye, I guess. You know, that's the, he kind uh, of had a black eye, but the glasses, you know, kind of covers That's a tailgating it. bus, a good Bears tailgating bus. And speaking of which, if you guys I, – I highly recommend Shy Party Ant on Netflix. I, I just am, watched that episode. I am laughing my ass off. If you uh, have been around Chicago at all, uh, it, it is absolutely just uh, just all the references are just so damn funny. I'm I don't excited. know if anyone outside of Chicago actually enjoys the show, but I, I know. Yeah, yeah, my my sister is a Chicagoan, so I'm going to see what her wife thinks about it because they'll watch it together on Netflix, and I'll see if she like she's from Portland, so we'll see if like she gets the jokes. But my sister like just. Just like I showed her the original Shy Party Ant picture that it's based off of, which was just a Twitter account. Like, this is yeah. a show based on a Twitter account. It's like some dude lives out in L.A. with, like, you know, some Chicago cred to he Netflix. A, a, no, he was a Chicago improv guy. He grew up in St. Yeah. Charles. Yeah, yeah we ne- should- Netflix, if you want, you can make fucking Cubes fan. I'm with you. We can do that. Yeah. Oh Crawley's, got a, Crawley's got a fucking bear. He's got this, like, funny bear thing. Whatever you want, Netflix, we will fucking write this thing for you. Just, you know, contact us. That that Bears episode that you're talking about, they literally pull out a bottle of Rumplemints. And I've literally done that at Soldier's Field. (laughs) Is have the bottle of Rumplemints and doing shots of Rumplemints outside the tailgate. It's like, oh, Jesus. So, uh, so this tailgate, it, we rocked out. Like it was so fun to play in front of the that bus too. It was like the perfect backdrop for like pictures and stuff. And uh, a lot of the things I saw, I, I saw um, Eric Thames. He was uh, chugging a, a beer in the front row. That was the best celebrity cameo I've ever seen at a ball game. They put him on the screen. They actually, they didn't just put him on the screen. They showed when he was on like a Japanese game show back when he was playing in Japan yeah, and like some of the crazy stuff going on in that show. And he was masked and he took the mask off and it was Eric Thames. And then they showed him in the crowd and he went full WWE fucking 
chug the beer flex look at those fucking arms yeah. on that uh, podcast listeners eric thames is no longer being tested for steroids <laughs> it is obvious uh but we had fun up there my hot dog one i i picked uh the hot dog you know for the racing sausages uh, i picked chorizo yeah, I usually pick chorizo because because uh, I enjoy chorizo. But this time I was like, I want the Freddy Krueger hot dog, and, <laughs> and he's like wearing the the guy in the stripy sweater. That's just basic hot dog, right? Yeah, yeah it's just, just hot dog. That's regular sausage. Yeah, it's regular. So uh, one thing I didn't know uh, is that um, that they have a Bud Seelig. I've been talking about that on the show for years. The Seelig. Yeah. I've been giving Wheelow shit about it for years. I where the would, fuck was I, that? Yeah, it it's was in left in the, field. Yeah, it's in left field uh, where we weren't. We were in right field. But as I was, I, going, but I walked all over that stadium. All I saw was monotonous, drab, tan bullshit. Like the the field itself, absolutely fucking beautiful. the The roof was open. I loved watching the game there. But when you go back into the it, it was it was yeah, but worse. the food and the beer definitely make up for it. Why they so I usually have a, a tradition at Miller Park. I always take a picture in front of the Seelig Experience and flick it off, and then I usually do something to poor Bernie, some sort of sexual inappropriate stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got pictures of that. We brought that on the show before. I yeah, I never I I did not see that. I didn't know where it was. Yeah, let's yeah. the bummer. I would have totally been to it. Yeah, that stadium, I mean, we were, first of all, they put us in nosebleed. Like, we were way the fuck up there. They put the, you know. and that It's is- the highest I've ever been watching a Cubs game. And I was in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even the highest I've ever been on this show. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it was, I think that it's kind of cool looking the way when the roof's open and you see the, the kind of the grid of the roof and that metal, it's like, it's like wizard of Ozzy kind of like Emerald city, but it's true. You go backstage and it's like backstage, like back, but where the, like the crowd is and it's just huge. And it, it feels like, you know, like you ever get in trouble at the mall with the security guards and they bring you to the back room. Cause like you were going to fight or you ever get, Oh yeah, like that? yeah. No, I, that's what it's like. Like when you're back in the, it looks like the, the back of the mall. You know, like you ever drive around the back of the mall, and then they keep the dumpsters in like the the little like the fire <laughs> that's doors. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. Anytime yeah. you're at the airport and you you're looking for something and you get lost and you kind of end up in a back area, you're like, oh fuck, yeah. I'm yeah, clearly not where I'm supposed here. to be. That's their entire backstage area, yeah, exactly. and we're calling it that forever. Danny. It's like I will I do- tell you though, I do got to say that they have some of the best sausages. Beers, oh the cheese curds, man! Yeah, it's, my tie guy, my tie guy got some cheese curds and was sharing them around. And oh uh, hell yeah! Like if you don't go to like if you don't go to Miller Park and get cheese curds and, and spotted cow, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, we, oh, I don't like spotted cow, man. I don't like a saison beer or, or any grab any New Glarus. Like I you said, they have New Glarus. Yeah, they have tons of it. I we, skipped it because it was fifteen dollars and fifty cents for a twenty ounce. New Glarus, right? They have this one bar back there, and they have all the craft beers and amazing beers. It looks great, but it was fifteen fifty. And I can tell you right now, if it had been fifteen dollars, I'd have fucking bought one. But that fifty cents fucking just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, "Fuck you, man!" That's like, why the fifty cents? I just 
There's fifteen dollars. Yeah. I got that. Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at eight PM on Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be listening and participating with the Sunranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me <laughs> and uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast so you can participate in any discussion we are having on there. We're going Thursdays at 8 p.m. and it's a place where the Sun Ranto Show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball, around the Cubs, around Chicago, around how we're feeling, and you can join in the conversation. It's awesome, and it's free on the iOS App Store. So download the Spotify Green Room app for free, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the baseball group. Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us. Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Back to the show. So we saw a lot of great people there. We just I wish I had more time to hang out with everybody. I'm not going to name everybody who was there because it was like a shit ton of people. But but thank you all for coming. And um, I had a great time, and we're going to do it again next year. I already have been looking at the schedule to see when we can do it. And it looks like maybe end of August next year or end of April. So it's either going to be balls hot or really cold so like i'm not sure which one's better um or raining on us but uh i i loved uh bill sugas came to this one i did want to point out that he wore his boomer 69 death jersey nice um, that uh rest in peace his mom that we got him so i was good to see that and uh don's husband had his death jersey on too so it's all very sad but it's it's nice to have the community we even talked about it and stuff nothing like, says love like death jerseys nothing so, uh, poem number two. Let's talk about this game a little bit that we all right. Cubs lost and saw. Cubs poem one forty nine. Milwaukee six, Chicago four. Ranchers in the house watching Cubs battle out. Just couldn't get it done. Brewers solo home runs. Burns looking basic. Steel rips the base hit. Excitement at the dish. Cubs don't finish. Fake rally fun, but hater gets it done. Yeah, what a fucking meth head that guy is. He looks part. I saw somebody tweet out, and I totally agree with this. They're like, Hater looks particularly methy these days. <laughs> I was like, he really does. You know what? As methy as he is, man, I wish the Cubs had someone like him. How many years has he been doing this shit, and he just keeps doing it? Don't worry. Well, yeah. Ro- once Rowan, Rowan Wick starts hitting the pipe, we should be okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's just- been talking about how much speed he's got in his arm all these years, and we keep thinking he's talking about the fastball. Yeah, it's well, just going right you know, his nose. And company were just at Wrigley, so he's got no excuse. I expect to see him looking lights out this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this one was the Justin Steele versus Corbin Burns, and we actually got to Corbin Burns. So, like, you know, if if we can like knock him and p- peg down on the Cy Young or whatever might happen with his situation, you know, that'd be fun. But um, you know, it he still struck us out a shit ton. Cubs strike out seventeen times in this one. 
You know, yeah. I, I was Justin listening. Justin Steele broke the no hitter. I, I, I was what. I was watching the game and uh, looking for the ranters and uh, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the game on the radio. And uh, you know, the thing that kind of got me is that like, I knew that he, he pitched in that combined no hitter previously. So he threw 115 pitches through eight innings, his previous start. And I'm listening to the radio and Ron Coomer, who I think's done a fantastic job this year. I think him and Pat are just meshing so well and, 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 Doing a great job, but he's like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that Council pulled him out. There's a lot of pitchers that wouldn't have left the game, blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, they're going for it. Like, no hitter is an individual. Not, an, I mean, again, not completely, but it is kind of like an individual accomplishment. Yeah. And yeah. and you sit there and you think only you put one guy there. gets it on his record, right? And so you end up throwing 120, 130, maybe 140 pitches to get the no hitter. I mean, you could see he didn't have. He didn't have it that day. And yeah. didn't we see what happened to like? Wasn't it Johan Santana? I was at it? his no hitter, guys. Right. I was it, at Johan, and he threw he threw right. like 140 pitches, and then never he, was the same. He had some good games, but yeah, he never came back from that. Really, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was just like the Cubs. The no hitter uh, signified the downfall. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, this one, like, they just get, kept giving up solo home runs. Justin Steele gave up a couple. Um, you know, Pena hit the two, including well, the big one. there was five in this game, weren't yeah. there? Five yeah. solo home well, runs? Pena did. Uh, he, he, he made it one nothing with a solo shot. And then he made it, you know, he won the game at the end of it, you know, with, uh, I think he hit the go-ahead, didn't he? I'm pretty yeah. sure Pena hit the go-ahead. Not sure, but... um. It, uh, who else? Escobar homered, and no, the other run was a single. Oh, okay, but, yeah. But they had four. They had four solo shots. I yeah. because I kept saying, ah, it's just another solo shot. Who gives a shit? And the Cubs kept coming back, and it wasn't until they fucking actually started running some. Across. Oh yeah, I forgot. Jace Peterson. He was the other one. Yeah, uh, but uh, Willie hit a you know Contreras went solo shot. Just a bomb, ginormous bomb for Contreras to tie the game at 4-4. That was good. Which but. was good because he struck out four times a day before. Right. And then and then Wilson uh, got, um, got, got into tossed got, in the ninth. Got, got tossed in the ninth. And by the way, I'm, I'm privy to what he said. Like, I've got a, a graphic here. I've, I've put it on here uh, it, when uh, he says – He's saying to the umpire, hey, do you want to see the Bleacher Bum Band post game on September 25th at G-Man on Saturday? And Ross <laughs> comes in, he was, wants to make uh, sure Wilson doesn't forget to tell him that it's only $5 to come in and see the Bleacher <sighs> Bum Band. No, I mean, no Wilson, wonder he got tossed. And Crawley, that is a prime example. Like, if you're the catcher and you're going to, like, turn around and have words with that uh, with an umpire, like, and Wilson's got to hold his tongue more than other players because he needs that very same call that he just now. I don't know if that was a good call or a bad call. It looks, I mean, from 400 feet away, it looked a little inside. <laughs> I know from from 400 feet way up and way to the right inside, yeah. inside, inside pitch. But I mean, it, what, was it a strike? I don't know. Did you look it up? It looked like yeah, it did look like it was a strike. Okay. So just like either way, like he gets tossed from the game. You can't argue balls and strikes. He knows that. So just don't do it. You know, like, I, I think at that point it was the ninth inning 
And he was just like, fuck it. What's he going to do to me? Like, he'd throw me out now. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Every um, catcher always wants to have good relationships with the umpires. You just do. You don't want to have a bad reputation with them. You don't want to get your, you know, you want the calls. You kiss their ass. You, 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 you know, hey, how are you? How are the kids? You know who the kids are, what ages they are. You probably have that shit printed in the dugout, kissing some ass, and you, you can't be the hothead with the umpire. It happens yeah. sometimes. Okay, if your name's Yadier Molina, you can get away with some of that shit. Well, Real I wonder get away with that. I wonder if it was one of those things. It's the end of the game, blah blah blah. He turns around, and he's like, "You haven't given me that call all night." You know, like it could have been something like that. Like you haven't given me that shit all night, and the ump throws him because it's technically calling. I mean, he did call him out. I mean, he fucking turned around right there and argued with him. But it's like it's one of those things that. Remember, uh, since we're talking about the Bulls here earlier, Phil Jackson used to call out the the refs. You didn't want to do that, but he would call them out after the game in order to get something for the next time, right? And he turns around and says, you haven't given me that all night long. You know that's not a strike. That's a ball based on what you've been doing. It's not – it's arguing balls and strikes. He gets thrown out, Sure. But it's kind of just saying, hey, dude, this is this has been driving me crazy all night. Let's get this back together the next time. Because it didn't look super contentious. The fucking ump just tossed him quick. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want to get a suspension. And he didn't he, he wasn't like screaming like the time that like Schwarber got called out on that strike three at Wrigley. And he like came after the ump with a bat and shit just yeah. freaking the fuck out. It's just like, dude. See, like, and, and that's why it felt like it was more of a more of a statement to the ump, like, come on, man, you haven't given me this all night, and now you're fucking striking me out on it. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, Hap uh, got a two-run uh, homer in this one after Schwindel singled with two outs, and uh, that's how it That's how basically uh, some of the Cubs' only scoring runs. That was half of the runs right there. And so Hap's continuing to hit, playing, uh, playing into his arbitration win, and um, – I guess there's something in that morale blend <laughs> after all. But um, so, yeah, it, it, it just it, takes a little while to kick in. Yeah, it, it, it must be like yeah, a little. Yeah, maybe he got a new cappuccino machine. I don't know what happened, but um, but yeah, it was frustrating. I, you know, I, we were in this game. We could have won it. We didn't like we were in all these games. Finally did win one. Right. It, it was a fun game to watch, though. I, I will have to say that. And yeah. I did enjoy hanging out with the ranchers. You know, yeah. I mean, we had a good time. At least we didn't get our asses fucking whooped. And I thought it was funny. I was walking out of there, and I had a Brewers fan try to fucking uh, talk shit to me. He's like, "Well, I guess uh, we'll see you in the playoffs next year." And I was like, "There's no way in hell this team is making the fucking playoffs next year." And he just stopped dead in his tracks, like. Huh? Oh, they're like, owning it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I tell no, them all the time. I'm like, we suck. I used to say that back in 2013. They're like, boo, Cubs. I'm like, you guys should be happy I'm here. You should be happy the Cubs are here. We're terrible. You're going to sweep us probably. They'd be like, oh, I guess I can't talk trash. If, <laughs> no. if you're going to talk more trash about your team than I do, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, I want to say one thing about this game, this game three before we get to the poem, uh, is that Gordon Whitmire wrote on Twitter, friend of the show, Gordo. Cubs fun facts of the day. The last time the Cubs beat the Brewers, Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez both homered. Chris Bryant had three hits, 
and the Cubs were a game out of first place. April 23rd at Wrigley Field. Oh, my God. Brutal. But we finally got the last contest. Where did we go? He's he's like the anti-boob Nightingale. He tweeted about something, and it went our way. No, no, he tweeted it after, I think. Oh, well, then. I don't know. God damn it. So give us a poem, and then we'll we'll get through this game. Got a couple of limericks here. Uh, Cubs poem 150, Chicago 6, Milwaukee 4. Getting records and eating cheese curds. The whiz was jacked. Nico's back. And Brewers dropped the third. Brewers at the gate. Cards can watch them celebrate. A surprise shot from Trace. Just enough space. And Cubs able to hang on late. That's it. So, yeah, Keegan Thompson got in a lot of trouble. Cubs turned a bunch of double plays that looked stupid. <laughs> like they were, but but just but they happened. Yeah, three double plays uh, yeah. in the first two innings. Th- uh, they two weren't innings. they weren't pretty. They weren't. I mean, they got it done, but like was Duffy was playing short or something. I don't know. It looked pretty pretty weird. And then um, you know, so Thompson got out of all those jams thanks to the double plays in the hard hit ball double plays. Like Lucky was right at somebody because the. Brewers really could have broken this open a few times early in this game, and they didn't. And the, the Cubs actually f- scored the first run with the first hit in the fifth that they even get, um, Trace Thompson. Now, who the fuck is Trace Thompson? Anybody who's been looking him up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, there's no trace of him on the internet. I mean, uh, really? I mean, it. What? I don't understand exactly – why they even got this guy like he hasn't been in the league since 2018 he was with the white Sox. he's never hit um so i don't know like what what <laughs> what's happening but right now he so, has an ops plus of 423 this is again where i get frustrated about the fact that why is he getting a chance and we don't see more nick martini yeah like yeah, that's, well, that's that's what I don't get. Like, well, well, why do you why are you kicking the tires on this guy? Well, you got uh, Hermosillo's gone, so you're just kicking the tires on this dude. And yeah, you're right. Why not Martini, who's like the more controllable concept? He's with the options and stuff. I mean, it really couldn't. I mean, here's a non roster invitee to the end of the season. And I think that would be the best way to describe Trey Thompson right now. Um, who knows? Maybe they hit on him too. I don't fucking know. But he he did hit a home run in this one. Does he make uh, funny faces too? Oh, let's hope. But I, I'll I'll tell you this much. Uh, you know, Colton Wong. I re- I really wish that we had picked up picked him up. Remember uh, us talking about him like when we were talking about uh, you know options for second base. We're like, yeah, we we should get Colton Wong. You know, and and of course, out of our price range, wasn't yeah. in the bargain bin. Yeah, the Brewers uh, or the Cardinals had uh, just they didn't want to pay him. So they just got rid of him, and they didn't offer him a contract. The Brewers just picked him up, so they didn't even have to give up shit for it. I don't think. Um, and then, but he's he's just been, um, you know, very improved their defense incredibly up the middle there, and he's been hitting, especially against us. He scored uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. with the double, um, and then Escobar hit him in. The Brewers take the lead in this one. Um, Wisdom Cade with two two on uh, earlier in this game. But then later in the game, after a Wilson Contreras 14 pitch at bat, which was pretty impressive, he finally broke Chris Bryant's record with a three-run homer and put the Cubs up um, 
at that point. So obviously Patrick Wisdom is just the superior player to Chris Bryant. He did it in way fewer games. Just, you know, what are you, what are you going to say? Again, wishes he was wisdom. I will continue to say that this reminds me of Kramer bragging about how good he does in karate class when he's playing with the six year olds. (laughs) Very, Very impressive. Very impressive, Patrick. I'm, so impressed that you did it as a, as a grown ass man. Well, you want to know something funny that's also kind of like related to that is that Wisdom hit that homer off of that guy Gustav Gustave or whatever his name is, and I texted Eric Wheelo, you know our Brewers fan friend, and I'm like, "Who the hell is Gustav?" He's like, "I never heard of him." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh fuck!" So he didn't even like you know they're not even throwing their best team out there. They already won two or three. They were doing the Joe Madden meatloaf game. Because they already ate the meatloaf and they didn't care. And they had just clinched a postseason bid the night before. So they're giving guys time off. That's how you win the game six to four in the end. Um, Wick got in trouble again in this game. Rucker had to come in to finish it. Luckily gets that fly ball with the bases loaded. Because it obviously could have. I mean, I was expected. All right, well, here comes the grand slam off Rucker and walk off. Lights go on and off. Although this Darius, game, Darius Rucker from yeah. uh, Hootie, Hootie and the yeah Hootie, yep. Hootie and the Blowfish, Hootie came in and yep. closed it out for us. So, but um, I don't know what to say. Schwindel doubled. Schwindel kid just keeps keeps hitting. Like you know, Schwindel getting on base, hitting can't home be runs. stopped. Cannot be stopped. That, but that being said. He's he is ripping it up offensively. He's got a little ways to go defensively. It really seems like he he had an error in the series. I'm not exactly sure what yeah. game it was, um, but yeah, I mean, he he's he's definitely not Rizzo over there. Uh, <laughs> I will be interested to see at the end of the year what he comes out to be. Uh, whatever the his dur is does do they do individual player durs i don't know but uh i know that they have like you know some defensive categories that they're looking at i want to see where he's at versus everybody else because is it just that i'm seeing a guy who's not as good as rizzo but he's still all right or is he just actually not a great not a very good first baseman i don't know Maybe people in the chat have uh, a comment about that and might know a little more about the defensive stuff. It's it's not Rizzo, and you know, and and you're, like you said earlier in the show, Rizzo bailed out a lot, a lot. Like when remember when Russell was having those throwing problems, and like seemed to have a little throwing yips. R- Rizzo would bail him out all the time. You know, Rizzo Rizzo taught uh, John Lester how to how to bounce pass it to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and not to mention those like wheel plays that they would do on the bunts, those like those defensive kind of, uh, you know, oh, Pincus with the minus three. OAA, which I believe. I have no idea what that fucking word like on ass ass on ass ass. Yeah. On acid ass and acid. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Always. I mean, this? Yeah, I mean the the Cubs overall dur is down. You know, like way it's below league average. It's been at average or below really this whole year, and so you know, and now it's even worse than ever. Because and see, see that's was, a shirt that I want. My dur is down. My dur is down. <laughs> so, 
So uh, we, we oh, got outs outs, outs outs above average. It's a negative outs three above average. So he's that's, okay. that's he's a counting stat. Defender. But I still don't know what a fucking minus three is. Minus like is zero the right thing or is a hundred? Because if it's a hundred, like all these other stats, like and he's at minus three, that means he's a hundred and three percent worse. No, I think it's actual <laughs> outs. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Now you wanted to play this game real quick before. Wait, we... hold on. Before you go that way, just so you know, it's it's basically like it takes into a couple different factors: how far the fielder had to go to reach the ball, how much time he had to get there, how far he is from the base. Uh, the runner's heading to on forced plays, how fast the batter is, all this stuff. So it goes through StatCast. So Nolan Arenado was a 17 OAA in 2019. Uh, Javi Baez led all infielders with 19 OAA in 2019. So wow. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. And, and uh, Pincus writes that Rizzo is an 8 OAA and the best in baseball at first base. So, okay, so I guess when you had the best first baseman in baseball in OAA, it drives me insane to say OAA that many times, but uh, then maybe in minus three just looks horrendous, but it's not necessarily horrendous. I don't know. It's still yeah. not good. And, and, and I do have a picture of Patrick Wisdom hitting the record-breaking home run. Here you go. Sorry, <laughs> right. that, that's Kramer in the Doge attacking little six-year-olds. Oh, oh I love it. Yes, and that that little kid with the yellow belt looks scared as hell. <laughs> so uh, you got a new game for us. You want to play, which is called closed caption Cubs, and I kind of know what this is because when I'm at the gym, sometimes they're replaying the game from the night before, and it's all on closed captioning. Yes. So, and and sometimes they get it real wrong about it. so I I guess this game and it, to correct me if I'm wrong is us guessing what play you're talking about based upon the closed captioning of the play exactly I look I I rewatch these games all the time and just recently on the mobile apps they've made closed captioning the default yeah and so I've all of a sudden realized that they don't have any fucking clue what they're doing with these it's all calls automated. Yeah, it, it, but it's but like literally MLB bought the discount dollar store version of this fucking thing because it's terrible. If there was a deaf person literally watching this game, trying to figure it out, I think I like that Crawley just left when I'm about to try and have him guess against you, but we'll just make you do it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But uh, they would not understand what was going on. In any way, so. And there was a there's a website on it's called MLB Closed Captions that have kind of like the funniest from around MLB. Yeah, it's oh, great. God. Okay, well, you know, so that's what we're gonna play. So, I am going to read what the closed captioning says, and I'm gonna, and you you have to understand, it doesn't tell you who is speaking or what the excitement level is or anything. So. It's a dead reading, exactly as if you were deaf and you were trying to figure this out, okay? So, I'm going to start. Three, two, one. Hey, Sunranto listeners. One final plea for you to please join our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early and ad-free, and you help the show stay on the air. 
Um, what more can I say but that without you, our sponsors, we are basically doing this for free and you're stealing from us. <laughs> uh, no, you are. Um, because we only get about a penny a download for every single show that gets downloaded. The money is crap. And, um, you know, we've got lots of expenses. We've got our stream yard. We've got our website. We've got uh, tickets that we have to buy and events to throw. Uh, we've got microphones and headphones and selfie lights and all sorts of um, the expenses. Like, I can't even tell you about the expenses that the Bleacher Bump Band incurs. That's just about as much as doing the show. And, um, you know, we can't do it without you. So, I, very frankly... Um, join our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash sunranto, and you will help the show stay on the air. If you don't join our Patreon campaign, not only will you have to listen to annoying ads, um, but you'll have to listen to me begging you to join our Patreon campaign, which I know can't be all that enjoyable. I know I don't like doing it, and I wouldn't do it if we had enough patrons. So, um, you know, it's it just like, please just help us stay on the air. That's all I can say. Um, 10% of the money goes to the Lost Boys program, and we help kids in Chicago play baseball on the south side, building our community ever stronger. Um, it, it's like, I don't know what else to say. If, if, if that's not enough to, to get you to come on or just say, hey, buy each one of us a beer per year for doing this show at the $3 level. If you like the music, $5 level. If you want a free calendar, the $10 level. You know, I, I, I don't know what I don't know what, what else to say to convince you to do it. It's just that if you don't do it, that it, it it's like, OK, oh, all right. All right, buddy. I guess you don't have a dollar. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If you'd give a dollar to like a dude outside of Jewel who's asking you to help buy a sandwich, you know, then you should give us a dollar to us uh, uh, because we do a lot more than just stand there. You know, so that, that's all I can say. It, please just support us. Um, Patreon.com slash Sunranto Patreon.com slash Sunranto Patreon.com slash Sunranto Support Podcasts Support music Support us And thank you Here's the show again Rowdy The third off the global Matzik bar In this score is Wisdom to nothing Okay who has a guess? This is from Friday. That's the only hint you get. It's from the Friday game. I'm doing one from each game. Friday yeah. game. So Friday game. And by uh, the way, when I was counting, that's how long it took before a fucking word popped up on the screen. Um, I would say, uh, what I mean, wisdom strikeout. No. I would I would say Milwaukee. Crowley is, is. I can see you working on the computer. He's on. Yeah. He's he's on MLB. dot com right now. He's like looking through the plays. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how about, how about okay. Um, how about a RBI single Milwaukee down okay. third? It is not. This was wisdom scores on error. And uh, it was John Chiambi talking, and I'll try to do a little bit better. Runner takes off from first. One grounded to third off the glove of Escobar. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, it's his, his shit's confusing, too. Runner takes off from first. One grounded to third off the glove of Escobar. 
into score is wisdom. Two nothing. That's what he was trying to say. No, that is what he said. Oh, okay. I get Rudder you. takes off from first. One grounded to third off the glove of Escobar. Into score is wisdom. Two Say nothing. the other one. Rowdy, the third off the global Matzik bar. In this score <laughs> is wisdom to nothing. Uh, Boog needs to enunciate a little bit better. <laughs> well, I mean, just the idea that, like, Boog said, into score is wisdom to nothing. Just like that. But the the captioning says wisdom to nothing. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Like at least the, the, the at least they can see it. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Saturday. Uh we're gonna start in three, two, one. Talkman, Riley, Gilliam, Bomb, Swindle. Grassroots that he's going to try to score and and the Rojas tackle next six toe Sanchez four cops will ask for this to be reviewed. So I'm going to say that that was the Schwindel double. Okay, that's and not I, right. And I'm I'm going to say it's when. Uh, Whoever it was scored uh, and came around um, from third and like kind of tumbled in. Was that in this game? Yeah, and he—I forget who it was. Uh, Urias or who tumbled okay. in? I think you're. I I think you might have it. We'll give you a half point for that one. It's Reyes. Pablo Reyes scores Pablo on Reyes, an error yeah. because he does a swim move. Yeah, he, does a he tumbled in. He's just like he I can't believe they didn't. Ross wanted to review it. Yeah. So yeah. So what was amazing is this was the on the, the review, it's the Brewers announcers, which normally they if it's good for the Cubs, then it's Cubs announcers. And if it's good for the Brewers, it's Brewers announcers. But for some reason, they went with the Brewers announcers. And this is what the Brewers announcers actually said. That's off the glove of Schwindel. Reyes rounds third. He's going to try to score, and Contreras missed him. Reyes gets by the tag, and the Brewers tack on a run. It's six to four. Cubs will ask for this to be reviewed. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Oh, it started with Talkman, Riley, Gilliam, Bomb, Swindell. Four straight, like, baseball names or some shit. So, okay, Danny's winning by a half point. <laughs> Saturday, uh, no, this is the Sunday finale. Sunday game. Yeah, how many of these you got? <laughs> I've actually got four, but this is I'm just doing one from each game. All right. uh, so, Sunday, uh, three, two, one. Training. Andy wins. He makes the grab and then ends the Yenzi. <laughs> Yenzi. Lorenzo Kane making robbing Wilson Contreras. Ah, uh, good call. We didn't talk about that, by the way. That was an amazing catch, but that happened on Saturday. Damn it. Uh, Ortega made a nice catch on Sunday, too, and in almost the exact same place Kane did. R- ran one down out there. Um, 
God, no, I have no idea. It's something with Lorenzo Cain. I don't have anything in my notes from game three about Lorenzo Cain. It was Patrick Wisdom diving catch in left field. Shambi making the call. Left field. Oh, Wisdom almost overran it. And P-Wiz, he makes the grab, and that ends the inning. God, it's not even close. That's embarrassing oh, for them. No, it's it's absolutely, it's not even fucking close. And then I'm going to give you this one. This one was absolutely ridiculously hard. I'm just going to read the two because it's so wonderful. This is from Saturday. Puck Suarez with a dry. Trace takes it for the full. There is no question, no. Absolutely done. Diaz, he took his tie on. Kiermaier, where he hit that thing, 464 feet, 460 feet. And that's actually the Brewers announcer saying, Contreras with the drive way back. The game is tied. Wilson Contreras makes it four to four. And this, there is no question, none, absolutely none. He he took his time. He admired it. And where he hit that thing, wow, 446 feet. Uh, Holy shit, there was like 20 more words in that call than they ever even thought to put up on the board. Well, what's frustrating about MLB right now in general and their whole app thing, they were the first sport to put the games online. Um, They innovated this shit, and now they just fuck over the fans. Like, I don't know if you've caught the on the radio, the radio feeds now on the MLB app. They all get 30-second ads in front of them now. It's so mm-hmm. fucking frustrating. So you tune into a game, you got to hear their ad before you listen to the other thing with that with ads. And that's something that we're paying for. So it's just fucking garbage. They're they're really fucking us over. And obviously they bought like the worst closed captioning oh, technology yeah. it, on the market. Literally, imagine watching the game and what you're seeing is Patrick Wisdom diving for the ball and making a catch to end the inning. And what you get is training. And he wins. He makes the grab. And then the Yenzi. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what the fuck's going on. The goddamn twins are coming to town. (laughs) The twins are coming. By the way, I won that half a point. Um, He did, yeah. yeah. Uh, By almost getting one right. Good job. So uh, we got we got two series come up. Uh, you know, just, I'll give you like kind of a real quick rundown of what's up. Uh, the Twins, they're sixty five and eighty five. They're two games worse than the Cubs have been. They're in last place in the Central. They've been losing. They're three and seven in their last ten. They lost to Toronto, Cleveland, and KC. And the Cubs swept them in Minnesota. We outscored them six to one in those two games. Uh, the Cardinals, who come in right after them, we got a rain out game. Some some clown ball on Friday. Um, they've been winning. They've uh, won their last eight games. I believe they're winning tonight. I don't know if they've already won, but they're running away. They're in that second wild card spot, and they don't seem to be giving it up. Um, they're seventy nine and sixty nine, maybe eighty and sixty nine after this night. Nice, um, but they've got a, a Pythag of seventy four and seventy four. Like this is just like this is the devil magic coming back to bite us in the fucking ass. They're three games up over the wild card. Uh, and, yeah, Little Yumper just said Lester just won his 200th against the Brewers. So, great. Fucking just great. And uh, <laughs> we have not played the Cardinals since uh, July 22nd before the Blue Friday. And um, 
The uh, Cubs are actually seven and five versus the Cardinals this year. We actually have beaten them. Um, so we should probably be the team in the wild card, but we're not. We've outscored them 56 to 44 as well. And um, so, and the Cardinals aren't a good team. Like offensively, listen, the Cardinals have the ninth highest OPS. The Cubs are 20th. We're right there. The yeah. Twins have a better OPS and they're in last fucking place. They're 11th. The Twins have the fourth most homers in the majors. The Cardinals have the ninth fewest home runs in the majors. And they're a wild card team. The Cubs are have the ninth most homers. And and we're not in the fucking thing. Uh, the Cubs walk a little bit more than the Cardinals. Uh, the uh, Twins are average in all ways. In almost every single offensive category, the Twins are average. Uh, the Cardinals, they just don't strike out that much. The Cubs strike out more than anybody. Games and games worth of strikeouts more than anybody. So there's a big difference. Uh, the Cardinals, they steal some bases. Only five more than the Cubs, though. The Twins don't steal bases at all. And um, the Cubs have scored 22 more runs than the Cardinals. And the Twins have scored 20 more than the Cubs. And they're in last place. And the Cardinals are a wild card team. What the fuck kind of devil magic is this shit? When I was looking this shit up today, I was like, what the fuck? The Twins are in last place. The Cardinals are a playoff team. And we and both the Twins and the Cubs have better offensive numbers than those teams. The, yeah, that's great. It's it's craziness. It's it's pure devil magic, voodoo, bullshit. Yeah. That gate is the gate to hell. And uh, there's a reason it's right next to their ballpark. Here's a couple things maybe that uh, you can look at. Uh, the Cardinals have given up the few, fewest home runs out of their bullpen. The fewest. That's pretty huge. And um, uh, the Cubs and the Twins both, they give up a shit ton of home runs out of the bullpen. We saw that this weekend. Um, and um, but uh, and the Cubs right now, after having the best ERA in baseball with their ERA, now have the fourth worst. And the Twins have the fifth worst. Cardinals are just an average bullpen, yet they continue to win. Um the uh, Cardinals bullpen doesn't strike anybody out. They have the fifth fewest K's in the majors. The Cubs have the second most strikeouts. Doesn't seem to matter. Does it add up into wins? You have a better offense. You have better p- pitching, and it didn't matter. Cardinals still the wild card team. It's fucked up. Cardinals have a better defense. They have the third highest defensive efficiency ratio, and uh, but they have their league average when it comes to errors. You know. That's one thing we didn't touch on with the Cubs. Oh, my God. How many times did we watch uh, outfielders on the Cubs come up short on fly balls this week? Well, that one with who was playing right when that ball that dropped in shouldn't have dropped in, and then they tried to get him at third base. That was on. Uh, That was, was it it was Rivas. It was Rivas. Yeah. Over there in right who gave up on a ball. Hap gave up on a ball. Like, that happened a number of times where, you know, the Cubs defense just lackluster, like a, just did not get the out. That Revis one was bad, too, because they had two outs. If they just make the catch, I mean, sell out for it. You're fucking losing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the weather is going to be uh, rainy. It's going to rain tomorrow for the game one. It's going to rain on Wednesday. So one of these, it's more of a chance tomorrow. And then there's off day Thursday. We'll be doing uh, the um, our uh, green room mm-hmm. show on Spotify. And then it's a beautiful, beautiful weekend to for the last uh, series of the year at Wrigley. It's kind of sad to say, but yeah. it's 75 sunny. 
uh, high high 60s on Saturday and a beautiful fall day. Got to get in autumn, 72 degrees on Sunday. Sunday oh, such a beautiful day to be Monday. inside G-Man Tavern, right? No, I'm going to be at that game. I'm going to be at that last game. It's the bleacher smorgasbord potluck game. I'm going to go with my cousin and her kid and, you know, pinch pinch off the season at Wrigley. Um, uh, Lil yeah, I, says, I never like, like when the season ends, but I'm kind of at this point, I just feel like I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. No, I hear you. But I, are you not going to any more games? Yeah, I'm going uh, Sunday, maybe Saturday too. All right, cool. Uh, and then uh, it's, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, the the scavenger hunt. I, I do want to do the scavenger hunt. I still got that Craig Kimbrell mold growing chia beard to give away, and uh, I and uh, the the um, and this is it's the same one as before. The same challenge. You take a picture of a Cubs player and another picture of that same Cubs player, like in street clothes, and then you pretend that they were twins. You tweet out both the pictures and you say like. Little known fact, but Fergie Jenkins' brother Frank uh, Jenkins was uh, a bus driver that uh, for the Partridge family, you know, nice. in, back in 1975. You know, so it's something stupid. That's what funny. What was the bus driver's name? He had a great name. Never watched the show. Yeah, Kincaid. Kincaid. There you go. Yeah. I love that. God, name. I pull that out bro, you ass. never, you never watched the, the Partridge family. The only good part was Susan Day because she was hot. She she definitely was. But she was from the 70s, so you were like, well, she's too old for me then. Um, so here's here's your matchups. Uh, Griffin Jacks, who nobody's ever heard of, but it has a cool-ass name because it's J-A-X. But he's got a 665 ERA going up against Alec Mills, who has a 460. Um, Miguel Sano is homered off of Mills, uh, and he, he only went 4.2. Against the Phillies, he gave up four runs. He pitched not that great. Um, so it's, it's hit and miss with Millsy. Uh, the Cubs lost that his last start. Griffin Jackson, the Cubs have never seen. And in game two, Joe Ryan, who we did see in his first MLB start um, at Wrigley Field, the Cubs got three runs off him on September 1st. Schwindel homered off of him. And uh, Hendo, uh, some of the twins have seen him. D- Donaldson is three for seven. Um, no twin has ever homered off of Kyle Hendricks. So I'm just jinxed it right there. But, you know, Kyle, <laughs> you Kyle definitely Hendricks, did. First Kyle, pitch. Kyle Hendricks, we thought he was back against San Francisco. He went six innings, gave up one run on four hits. That was on September 10th. He went out there six days later against Philadelphia and was absolute dog shit. Seven runs uh, on six hits, three walks uncharacteristic. I mean, I don't know. Hendo, I don't know. It's not good. It's not just playing right guys, now. Just so you guys know right here, we're talking about a race for the bottom, correct? And tonight, the Kansas City Royals won two games, doubleheader, seven innings, against the Indians, which puts them at 69 wins. Nice. Nice. Oh, and the Cubs, where Don't are we have, at? 67. We're, 67. So, so by winning those win two, two games, more. By winning those two games tonight, they are now ahead of the Cubs. So the Cubs are playing the Twins. The Twins have 65 wins to the Cubs 67 wins. So if the Cubs lose both games, then they are technically tied. But see, here's the thing. You want to play spoiler against the Cardinals because they're going to roll in here because they got all their pitchers back. They got, we're, we're not going to, here's who we're not going to see. We're not going to see Mikolas and we're not going to see Wayno. 
okay? Because they're pitching on Wednesday and Thursday. Because we have an off day. Cardinals are going to come in. Who knows what happens? They're playing the Brewers right now. And, you know, they got Brewers are just looking to clinch. That's the good thing. The Brewers are going to clinch against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are going to have to sit there and watch them get all excited on their field. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they're playing in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On yeah. uh, uh, whatever in Milwaukee, they got they get to see Milwaukee do the whole big thing and come yeah. out in front of their fans and everyone going nuts. And I I will say props to the Brewers for not doing a fucking team photo because they locked down the fucking wild card. Okay, all these other fucking West Coast bullshit assholes. Oh, we got he glitched the fucking wild card. We can't not make the wild. Everybody get a picture. Come in, come in. Let's get a Fuck you. That's not a clinch of any sort. You're still going for the division. The Brewers were just like, yeah, we're not taking a picture for that shit. They put all we it, have to do is win three more games. We're gonna they, fucking win that shit. They put it on the big board. They put postseason clinch. They were. But that's all they did. They're just like, yeah. that's it. The the team itself was just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck, I'm leaving. So uh, here's my guesses of who's going to start for him. Uh, Lester got his 200th tonight. I bet you he's going to start one of these games. Um, uh, J.A. Happ, who they got from um, uh, Minnesota, actually. Uh, he's only had one bad outing since joining the Cardinals in nine games. And he's 30 fucking eight. So they just like took a freaking flyer on this dude. They had no pitching and they got freaking John Lester, who I, I got to put up his numbers and this is not going to include tonight's game. But look at this bullshit. Ever since he came to him, I mean, what a fuck up by the Cubs. They don't get Lester back. They go with Arietta, And then this is what Lester's given you. You know, his last three starts, he went six, seven, 5.1, 6.1. Uh, I mean, he's, he's pitching more than Davies is who can't get out of the fifth. And, um, you know, he's really, except for his first two starts in a Cardinals uniform where he gave up six runs and five runs, um, he's been good. And uh, the Cardinals it, have been winning, winning their game. Again, but, again, we don't know what would have happened if he would have stayed with the Cubs. He totally. might have been absolutely shit. Totally. But here's the thing. But so the is Cubs, Arias. <laughs> the Cubs need to do the same thing for Lester that they did when he was with Washington and showed up, right? They need to do the big fucking board, all that shit, because Lester fucking blew that day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they need to make a big deal. They need to, like, take a fucking rocking chair out to home plate just so he can see it. Just, you know, just get in his fucking head that he's old. He should have retired and just, like, oh, we know you're retired now. You made it to 200. Uh, do the big thing. Happy 200, John. Uh, you know, We'll, we'll see you as you head off into the sunset. Really get into his fucking head that he should retire now before his start. Yeah, give Just him. Re- give, really do it. Get, give him another scoreboard number. Yeah. But <laughs> somebody else's number. But I think the other guy we're going to face is Woodford, who beat us in his only start against us, and he was pitching out of the pen before. So, um, you know, and they're going to be trying to clinch. Like they're trying, they're fighting for it now. And I would like to play spoiler. And who we're unfortunately throwing out there, most likely, is uh, Zach Davies, who actually has pitched well against the Cardinals this year. Uh, but the Cardinals have a collective OPS of nine oh nine against him, and Matt Carpenter has three homers and an OPS over fourteen fourteen hundred. Bader Goldie, 
Norman Avocado and Mikolas have all homered off of him. Norman Avocado? Yeah, Norman Avocado. He's got so basically, you know, typical Zach Davies kicking his ass, except for they haven't this year. And then the other, the other, uh, I honestly cannot tell if you're lying about that name or if that's an actual name of a Cardinals player. Dude, it's Nolan Arenado. Oh, oh, Norman Avocado. I was like, literally, like, they got a new fucking guy named Norman Avocado. You just born this morning? Like, we've been making fun of that name forever. But it's 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 the Cardinals. You throw shit like that out there, and I honestly can't tell anymore. He's a fake player that they made up. Justin Steele's probably going to go out there. He's never faced St. Louis. And then uh, I guess they're going to do that, like, Thompson-Sampson platoon shit. So we're not throwing anything interesting. And who knows what the fuck they're going to do on Clown Ball Day because they're going to need all sorts of Samson-Thompson fucking Elzali piggyback bullshit to get through seven. So... I don't know. What to, I don't know what I'm looking at here. So I guess let's just temperature check that motherfucker and see what you think is going to happen in these next few games. Today, we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. What do you see happening this week? This We got six games, two versus the Twins and four versus the Cardinals. We're going two and four. I go with the three, three and three split. Yeah, we're going to lose two to the Twins, and we're going to split with the Cardinals. In fact, the two the, the Cubs win, both doubleheaders. Just fucking the, – the, they're going to they win, win the doubleheader day straight out. That's going to be – that's going to get them to 69, and they'll never win again. Well, they do have the Pirates and the Cardinals at the end of the year. So we got they lots nev- of games. They never win again. Listen, the only thing to root for for the rest of the year, I'm going to get Crawley back into this season because the only thing to root for is to fucking knock the Cardinals out of the wild card. And I don't care who else takes it. I don't even care if it's stupid Padres. That's all I want. I'm with you. Just get the fucking Cardinals out of there. I hope the Cubs sweep them. Cubs Twitter is not happy right now. Uh, Connor McGregor will be at Wrigley Field tomorrow. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Wait. So Cubs Twitter is not happy. Is he going to – is he challenging somebody to do a fight? Don't, he's going to be at Wrigley. I don't know if he's throwing the pit, the the first pitch or doing the stretch or what, but he yeah, will he's be doing both. He's doing both. Oh, my and, God. And uh, then the next day they got some, like, uh, country singer, something like that. See, look, I don't hate on the celebrity uh, singing the stretch thing as much as other people, but I believe – you absolutely must be a fucking Cubs fan. If you're not, you should not qualify for that option. Like just because it's Conor McGregor or it's fucking Celine Dion or he's also, anybody. He's also, just, again, I get the idea too, though, that maybe you bring some other people that would bring people interested, but that guy's got a history, man. That guy's nobody's. Nobody's buying a fucking ticket for the game to see yeah, Conor McGregor. I can tell you that I was there when Ozzy sang the stretch, which was a very famous moment. And there was a lot of people that came to that game because Ozzy was going to be there. But, okay. Ozzy's a singer. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor is not. Like, there is a little bit different there. I still think it was fucking stupid to have him in there. But you bring in a singer like that. Okay, maybe somebody wants to see him sing the stretch. But who the fuck is paying Cub prices 
to see the prices is eight dollars right now. A, like a you know, minute if you and a half go, long. If you can be in the room with Conor McGregor, a lot of people will. I mean, the only thing that'll keep people away tomorrow is the rain. Because it's, right. it's, it's, right. it's got people talking. It's yeah. got people talking. So that's, that's all they want. want. Yeah, right. that's all they want. And 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 I don't think it has I to do. Fucking hate the rickets. Yeah, fuck the rickets. So I'm just the the concern about him is he's had some sexual assault charges. Yeah. He's made he's some racist thing. and homophobic comments before. He's he's got a real spotty history. So if you're going to invite somebody, he's maybe a, not he's him. a he's a fucking dude that got rich fighting people. He's probably not a great dude. Like a lot of guys that that's their whole thing is like I just fight people for a living. Probably not like a fucking saint. Yeah, yeah. Mike Mike Tyson, uh, not a nice guy sometimes. Yeah, so, not really. Uh, yeah. So I've got a, a, a like really just one announcement. It's kind of two. I got two announcements. One is that the Bleacher Bum Band's final show of the season is going to be on Saturday. So you should come. It's five bucks, and um, we're going to try to get some uh, some kind of like Cubs celebrities come out. Like no promises, but we're trying uh, to get like maybe uh possibly borzello or or maybe dempster will come and you know he said he would but a lot of people say they'll come to your show and they don't come so uh we'll see uh it's only five bucks it's the last one of the season i don't know when we're gonna play again probably uh not for a while because i think we're gonna try to do like maybe record a little bit more some of the new stuff so come to this and uh we'll probably do something this winter when we do the unconventional but i don't know come see this one because it's gonna be a lot of fun and then Extra the five dollars gets you punched by Conor McGregor. Yeah, we're we're gonna get Conor McGregor down here to kick your ass. It's gonna cost you though, <laughs> and, and to and to sing a little because that's then, what everybody wants. The the other thing is like I'm save the date December 11th Cubs caroling. I'm trying to try to make that the day because I'm out of town the fourth and I don't want to make it too close to Christmas. So uh, we'll do it the 11th. So that's Saturday night. Hopefully we can do that and people will feel comfortable enough and that COVID will be on the wane. In that moment, so uh, do you have any flexing cubes? I only have one. It wasn't very flexy week. No, it's uh, Twitter and all the things are getting a little blah. You know, yeah. um, I didn't have anything. I was I was too busy trying to like translate other things. Well, I got one. And it's just that uh, I tweeted out the picture of us all on that party bus with the band and and everybody on on the party bus. And I tweeted at Shy Party Ant, hey, we will, Shy Party Ant, we will pick you up at Mars Cheese Castle. And uh, Chicago Party Ant retweeted me and said, I'll be waiting over by the Kurds. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. I'm surprised he didn't say the brat stop. Where, where's the broad stop? Is that by Mars Cheese Castle? It's uh, it's right, right in Kenosha, right off Fifty. I mean, that was a place like growing up where there was just like, like that was a place with a lot of cool bands and a lot of good brats, like like bands, like pretty good bands would like swing on by there. But there was that to me was like a shy part, uh, shy uh, shy city ant party ant uh, hangout. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crawley trying to get somebody's name right is one of the greatest things about this podcast right now. Like, <laughs> I tried like eight times to get shy party ant. 
But she, yeah, she, and I've only been watching like I've only watched like six out of the eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to Diane. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, <laughs> Diane. For those who know her really well, Crawley. She goes by Diane. Diane. So I guess that's the show, and uh, we we just we have the uh, green room show on at eight o'clock. We're gonna be doing that just for the rest of this year. We we'll just do that green room show, and then so we're basically down to one time a week as far as this live show goes. That we is it is it green room or is it locker room? Green room. It's green room. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. They changed names on us. Well, thanks. Thanks for confusing everybody, Michael. The, the, the sponsor changed their name, I think. Yeah. 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 And it's Do- Dominic Galoro. There it is. Yeah. Whoa. Dominic, Dominic asks, how do you that. pronounce my name? Dominic Galoro. He'll fuck that up the next time he sees it. Oh, totally. <laughs> so I am going to play a song that maybe we'll play on uh, at the show on Saturday, which is a parody that I wrote for Ryan Dempster. And uh, this is going to get us dinged, but I don't care um, because my YouTube channel's fucked anyway. So here's uh, thanks for plunking A-Rod Dempster and Spagog, everybody. Ryan Dempster is a pitcher He came up with an evil plan A Roddy's gonna hit you, yeah Revenge for the players and fans Red Sox versus the Yankees Yes, he did. Dempster drilled him in the elbow. Cause he was lying and cheating. He said he didn't do it. So Dempster just hit him. Girardi freaked and got ejected. Thanks for plunking A-Rod Dempster. Thanks for plunking A-Rod Ryan. Thanks for plunking A-Rod Dempster. So thanks for plunking A-Rod in the side Inside Thanks for plunking A-Rod 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 Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.